get Ladies and gentlemen, happy happy Thursday. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Rules. S-H-I-T. Forgot to take out the H-I-T. All right. What's going on in the world today? By the way, this song here. What's going on in the world today? This one got me going this morning. I didn't feel like running. I didn't feel like doing nothing. But then I heard this. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh, dude. Too much, that too works, much fun. That works. By the way, ladies and gents, if you don't know where that's from, that is from a classic movie with Daniel san and Mr. Miyagi, Karate Kid, baby. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Uh, anyways, uh, Ham. Dude, just me and you again today. Just and tomorrow, yep. uh, we did have a guest, but it was going to be a repeat. I reached out. I was like, hey, uh, we're because we're going camping. So I was like, hey, you still want to keep the spot or do you want me to open it up? And he's like, yep, open it up. I got other stuff I got to do today or, or on Friday. I was like, OK, perfect. So, uh, I'm not, you know, we're, we're, we'll do a little something, but we'll probably do it earlier in the day tomorrow because we got to get stuff ready and get going. Yep. Cool. Sounds good to me. All right, so you heard it first, ladies and gents. Tomorrow's show is probably going to be earlier, so catch us live randomly because we don't even know what time that's going to be. But it won't be at 4 o'clock. By that time, we will be in uh, PB, hanging out uh, on the beach in the campsite, relaxing, chilling out back, relaxing all cool. Mm, I don't know about shooting some b-ball, but it'll definitely be outside of school. Hey! (laughs) All right, so uh, CDC made a huge announcement today. What do you think? Especially after the last uh, get heated debate you and I had, we have the no masks. Uh, now, if you are fully vaccinated, you don't mm-hmm. have to wear a mask inside or outside. Now, right. it differs for individual states, localities, businesses, whatever that's going to be. But things are starting to open up. And I had, yep. a, I had a thought today, Ham. Uh-oh. What was your thought? Lightning struck my brain. <laughs> you had an apostrophe. I had an apostrophe. All right, so here's. Did you here's decide the, that you're gonna get your vax? No, but this is uh. a thought that pushes me to, <laughs> a little closer to that. Okay, all right, all right. So here's here's what I was thinking. All right, so uh, TikTok theory, mind you, by the way. So TikTok. scrolling through TikTok this morning, um, and uh, I catch the attention of of this story. Basically, what they said was uh, they were showing this old news. Uh, like newsreel from I think it was like 2008 where it's basically somebody conspiracy theory saying like this is going to happen what's happening now with the with the vaccines and all that stuff and how vaccines mm-hmm. are going to wipe out a huge population it's going to be bigger than the holocaust and blah 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 right okay sure. uh, and so I was like okay let me you know my mind steps into this rabbit hole of what if all right what if that's not how it works that's not how any of this works yeah, exactly. Right. So just had to throw that in there. No, no, it's cool. That's what they're for. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so my mind goes into the what if thing. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, well, I believe most people are good. So I don't really believe that that is the overall intention or whatever is going to happen. But let's assume there's a Thanos out there 
And that's the whole idea, right? Population mm. in the in the world is like over 7 billion people on the planet. Resources are limited. We got to kind of bring that population number down. So mass genocide. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Whatever. That's going to happen. So then I started thinking, well, if most propaganda or most media is pushing for vaccines mm-hmm. and you have to make a choice whether you're going to follow that logic or make your own independent thought process. And they do decide to wipe out a specific type of population. I mean, if I was sitting on the throne and decided I'd probably wipe out my oppressors more than I would my followers. Wouldn't you think your challengers, your potential challengers. Yeah. So basically people who think independently. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, so let's say, let's say, for example, your, your, your argument the other day was, look, the reason why you want to get it is because if you do get sick, it'll prevent you from dying the next time that it comes around. Cause your chances are, you're going to get it anyways. Right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was, that was I mean, what you were telling yeah. me, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. herd immunity so that when you get it, you have less chance of dying. Right. And so I was thinking, well, what if COVID was part one and then the second disease or whatever biohazard whatever it goes out and it's specifically coded so that those who got the vaccine are fine and those who didn't this was the one that really wipes people out Hmm. i was like holy crap now if you really follow that rabbit hole mind you ladies and gents this is a huge rabbit hole none of this is like legitly real not not even telling me there's a chance yeah like one in one in seven billion but (laughs) (laughs) but so let's say, let's, you know, for, for argument's sake, that that happens. Now you got to choose, right? Now you got to choose. Oh, did Katie open your door? That was amazing. Looked that like a weird. ghost from my end. <laughs> so it's uh, just the wind. It's just the wind. <laughs> so, so then the choice becomes, do you choose to follow the boss, or do you choose to stay independent if it's going to be one way or another? And, and it's, it's because... You know, anytime I try to make an argument with you, I always felt like everything was thrown fringe wise, right? Oh, that's what the total right wing is thinking. Or that's what those I mean, it's really pretty fringe. outside people were thinking, you're, you're, right? You're pretty far out there right now. I, you know, I, again, I keep asking and I keep getting the different answers, dude. And, and people who politically lean in different ways. So it's... I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if it's completely fringe. And when I look at... Uh, it's, it's, it falls into the category of conspiracy theory. Right? Everything does, right? I just everything it to does. a whole different level too, right? I, I can... I mean, that was my own conspiracy theory that popped into my head, right? I don't know how valid it is or who's in control or what, or if there's even that kind of agenda. I don't really believe in those kind Bill of agendas. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and... Now, you know. now do I believe Bill Gates is involved with a lot of things like this yeah absolutely but do i think it's from a malicious standpoint probably not more like a capitalistic standpoint where i have the resources and i can make money off this and i can help people and that's it right and so it's like anything else in business you take a stand on something in your business in your mindset in whatever it is that you're doing you're gonna have people that love it and you're gonna have people that hate it Right. And there are people who completely agree with you and there are people who completely disagree with you. Hmm? Yeah, I don't. I don't go down those rabbit holes. I really like the the the, the most. Education, I don't know. It's like the, 
I don't even know what, what I'm trying to say here. It's like you really, really have to go looking for that kind of information. The whole Bill Gates and Warren Buffett thing. I know, you know, a lot yeah, of it stemmed from that conversation that you were having with Anthony. And, you know, like there's so much stuff and so many different ways that you can connect all these different dots, you know, and you're you're over here like, well, Bill Gates, you know, he's looking at it from a capitalistic standpoint. And the little bit that I know about Bill Gates, I'm like, no, actually, he has enough money. He's doing it from a philanthropic standpoint philanthropic standpoint so it's not even about money it's just we really don't but but it's all it's all speculation but i'll give you this right i mean thanos was doing it from a philanthropic standpoint it's just his was malicious in in how he was going to get there but his idea was to save the universe it's just his way of saving the universe was freaking maniacal yeah well half of it anyways yeah, right? it doesn't so, really make sense. Well, but it makes sense to the person who thinks it's the thing. That's Which all, is obviously crazy. And yet, he had a huge following. And armies behind him. That's I where mean, it gets kind of scary. Anyways. Anyway. So, back to reality. The truth is, the CDC did say, we can, we can start to remove our masks in, in public and uh, mm-hmm. in... in uh, facilities and mm-hmm. outdoors whatever if you're fully vaccinated mm-hmm. uh so let me step into some of the more uh well i guess this is speculative too i guess uh cryptocurrencies dude have you have you bought any cryptos i have not i wanted I to i wanted to buy doge when it was uh going crazy you did what'd did. you do what'd you buy um and and i bought i bought doge i bought like 500 bucks worth and my thought was it's like roulette I'm putting my money on black, baby, and I'm going to come back in a year or two and see what happens if it makes something great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It, it, for me, I'm treating it like gambling, right? But there are a lot of people who are buying into a lot of these cryptocurrencies, who are buying into the, the market, whether it's real estate or stocks right now, because it's hot. Mm-hmm. And they're speculating. As right? always. Yep. As always. Okay, we talked about moobahs a little bit. For those of you who, who don't know, James and I always said, like, the, the moobah is like a, a herd, right? And if you know anything in business, if you know anything in, in what goes on in professional atmospheres, oftentimes the herd, everybody follows like lemmings. They all go in the same direction. But the ones like that tend to be... Like cows and sheep. Like cows and sheep. Moo, yeah. Moo and ba. And ba, right? Moobahs. But the ones who are different, the ones who go against the grain are the ones who make big changes in the world, right? These are the people who are like, no, I want a computer to be personally used by individuals at home. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, mm-hmm. right? These are the people who are like, no, I want a car to be fully electric. And that's how we should have a renewable energy source, right? That Elon Musk. Or you know what? vehicles should be in, in, in affordable to everybody and we should be able to turn these out like so many per day henry ford right so all these different people are going against conventional thinking uh and now that i'm back to school and i got a lot of teachers stopping by asking tax questions asking investment questions asking real estate questions uh, getting back to that getting back to that right which is awesome but i've been yeah, answering a lot of real estate questions and the questions are like, hey, I'm buying this property here. Hey, I, I'm trying to buy a property over here. And um, they're coming from from certain teachers that, that you know, they buy rental properties here and there. And, and as I'm, I'm conversating with them, I'm asking them, like, why are you buying? Right? Like, 
that was my real question. Why are you buying? Like right now is a point where we are actively selling. And so I, I started, mm. you know, kind of thinking about that. And I was like, by the way, loyal listener, Bonnie's on. What's up, Bonnie? Happy Thursday. So, um, so I, I started thinking about that, right? Like, like following the Moobahs and, and why are people buying? And I started to kind of track. I had a, a, one of my students ask me a question. He's like, you know, um, how long have you been doing business stuff? Like, like, you know, what, what, why, why did you stick to it? What, what have you been doing? And I'm like, you know what, to be honest, 20, years. I feel 20 for the last 20 years, I've been spending a lot of time in different pieces of business. I started off in the tax space and then I went into the accounting space and then we went into the insurance space. Mm-hmm. And then I had different businesses to kind of practice a lot of these things. Uh, in 2008, when the economy crashed, I feel like we were moderately prepared. We had a a decent idea as to what it meant and the opportunities that were presented. And so we took some actions and we did some flips. We bought some properties. We made money. Okay. You did that. Yeah. I was in the Navy at the time. I wasn't worried about none of that stuff. Right. Okay. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) But I made moves, but I wasn't really like a hundred percent like knowledgeable. I did what I did because I knew there was an opportunity. I had a little more knowledge than I did when I graduated high school, for example. You know, like was like seven, eight years earlier. But I wasn't you rec- like you know fully- what you did. You know what you did at that time is you recognized that the crash had happened. Yes. I mean, everybody recognized it, but you capitalized on it. And I think like the point that you're getting to is everybody doesn't realize right now that we're we're due. We're, we're due, but remember in 2005, 2006, as we were, you know, going to Vegas and learning about real estate investing, mm-hmm. right? We go, we do a three-day training, and we basically learned a new language. That's really what it was, right? Because right. we didn't know the language of real estate investing. So we learned this whole new language, and at the end, they're like, hey, let's go check out some houses, and we bought one, right? Yep. And, and we just happened to take the knowledge that we had and turned it into a profitable event. Cause that property was not cash flowing. We bought one. Be oh crap. We shouldn't have bought that. We made Wait, a mistake. We can, we can fix how, this. How okay, do we fix cool. it? Right? Exactly. Well, now fast forward to, to today. Right. And now today, you know, back, well, let's go back to, to 2005, 2006. I remember as we were buying properties, so was everybody else. We had gardeners. We had like any any Joe mm-hmm. Schmo who had zero idea of what was going on in real estate or what's going on yep. in the market, talking about the market, talking about buying a property, talking about going out and making investments, and huh. then starting to make moves, right? So is that your concern right now? You've got all of these teachers that but they're not, not just- necessarily... Go ahead. I think I think for me it's the idea of do you understand what it is what it means to invest? Because the mm-hmm. only thing they're investing in right now, the one thing they're banking on, every single investment, cryptocurrency, real estate, right? Those are the two big ones right now that are hot. Mm-hmm. Every single person who's investing in those things, not every single person, most people are not do not have the financial IQ to that they should to be investing in these things because they think they're calling them investments when really what they're doing is speculating. 
They're praying and hoping that what they buy will go up in value so that they can sell it for a profit. In 2005, people were doing that all the time. And because they didn't have an understanding of the finances, they were buying properties at high prices with lower monthly payments using creative financing. We called those okay. subprime mortgages. Right, the right. people who were buying were speculating. When everything crashed, everybody pointed the finger at the banks, but that's a load of horse because the truth is you knew you were buying something that was expensive. You knew you were banking on it going up. You hoped it would, and when it didn't, you lost your ass off, right? And, and that's what I fear for this next move. I see so many people who are trying to jump in right now when prices are so high, who see these cryptocurrencies and they're like, ooh, easy money. And they go and try to throw, you know, hard earned money at easy money. And dude, it's scary. Like people are going to make big losses, take huge L's on investment portfolios. Dude, in this last year in 2020, Congress passed, passed a law where if you were having, for, because of COVID, a lot of things, right? You didn't have to pay taxes on unemployment for COVID, right? That, that's one of the things that passed. That was awesome for people who needed to be on unemployment. Uh, they had PPP loans, which were loans to businesses that were forgivable loans. They didn't even have to pay them back. This is free yep. money. We got stimulus money. We're getting conditioned to get, you know, it's okay. Somebody's going to have our back. Somebody's going to bail us out. Somebody's going to give us this money, right? And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, dude, somebody's going to pull the rug out from under you here very soon. You're flooding this market with so much cash and people are just throwing it at things. They're throwing it into these properties and, and trying to hold and pray. They're throwing it into these cryptocurrencies. Like we got to think about what it means to have a little bit of financial intelligence. What, do you think, what does dude? it mean? I mean, I, mean? I, I feel like, like you're, you're, you're getting to something. You definitely have thoughts uh, around all of this but like what's the answer you know people are asking these questions people are doing these things what's the answer dude the answer comes down to education today uh in class i got to uh i got to play cash flow with the kids and nice. i know it's been a while all, since you've done I that only have, well i only have two students in the classroom but cash flow is available in the uh e-game version right so I like. Oh, were you, we were you playing uh, e game? The e game version before the, the e version? Uh, no, in in class before we played the board game because there's people there. I can no, I mean uh, and... the past twelve months. Did you play? No, no, no. E-version? Usually I start playing right about now. The last month, right Got before it. they graduate, because it's like a culmination of all the things we've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Cash Flow is a board game. It basically allows you to understand how a financial statement works, and more so how to actually get out of the rat race. In other words, all of us are stuck in a rat race right now. If you have a nine to five job and you depend on that to pay your bills, you're stuck in the rat race. You go to work, you pay your bills, you go to work, you pay your bills, you go to work, you pay your bills. And it's just circle, circle, circle. That's all it is. You're stuck right there. Right. And so the, the concept of the game is, is very simple. You have a certain dollar amount in expenses that you have to pay every month. This is your rent. This is your mortgage. This is your electric bill. This is, you know, the things that require your, uh, your, the reason why you're going to work. This is the money you got to pay every single month. And to exit the rat race, you have to buy real estate, businesses, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, whatever it is, these investments that spit out enough cash to cover your expenses. And this is a conversation that I have with my students all the time and with my tax clients all the time. 
Retirement is not an age problem. It is a cash flow problem. If you solve the cash flow problem, you no longer have to have a job because your money that's doing the work for you, your money's going to work and it's spitting out enough cash to keep going forward. That is what I think is missing him. When I talk about the speculative things, you're not looking at the investment with the idea of it having an end goal other than you hope it goes up in value. Right. When we bought the property in Vegas, we bought it for 200,000. It was only going to the mortgage on it was like I think it was like 1100 bucks and we could only rent it for 1000. We were going to lose $100 every month and we were not in a financial position to lose 100 bucks every month at that time. Nope. So how did we fix it? This is where financial intelligence comes in because our goal is to have enough passive income to cover our expenses so that we no longer have to have a J-O-B, a job, right? Just over broke. So we turned it into a lease option that allowed us to get cash directly like a down payment. It was eight grand or $4,000 that they gave us twice. So $4,000 that they gave us to start this option. And then they paid us $1,250 a month versus the $1,100 that, we, that it cost us for the mortgage. So now we were profitable every month. And then after that one year, they had the option to exercise their lease option. They decided to renew it, which means they gave us another four grand. And six months later, with another positive cash flow, that's when they actually purchased the property. We ended up making our first fifty thousand dollars on a rental. Right? That is financial intelligence. That is what you do when you're not speculating. When we initially purchased, we did purchase with speculation and we were hoping that the market went up. But you guys want to know something? We sold that property for 250000 off right after we bought it, you know, a year and a half later. Not even six months after that is when the market started to decline in, in uh, Vegas, right? Because that's where we bought the property. Vegas is hot. And I don't mean temperature wise, because you know that when you go to Vegas, it's hot. Your skin is baking as you walk in from one casino to another. But the market, the real estate market is hot. It's one of those markets that is a leading indicator. You see it go up and you see it crash down before you see other things in a lot of parts of the country. Uh, No way. No, real estate isn't a leading indicator. Stock market. And well, okay, a okay, bunch of other things. I was talking about a bunch of other things. But. I was talking about uh, in real estate, they're one of the one of the ones that acts fast, right? So, oh, okay, if you're okay, at real estate only, not necessarily stock market and all that stuff. So, the real estate market in Vegas tends to get hot before other places do, and it also starts starts to go down go before okay, other okay, places okay. do. Got right? it. Understood. So. You know, if we would have held that property even six months more, we couldn't have we couldn't have sold it. We would have lost. We we yep. in, in all reality, we got lucky that we were able to dump that property when we did. Right? That's the uh, that's the honest to god truth. We got lucky on six that. Later, it, it was like six months or a year later. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. very long. Before, Not very long. No. Yeah. Like the a year crashed. Yep. Yeah. And so and so and that's that's my point. Right. This, this is my my huge main point. The speculation you have. If you're going to buy cryptocurrencies, why are you buying them? Is the ask is the question you need to ask yourself. I'm not saying they're a bad investment. I'm not saying they're going to go down. I'm not saying they're going to go up. All I'm saying is, does that investment help you reach the goal that you're looking to achieve? Does that investment put you that much closer to solving the cash flow problem? Right. If it does then by all means, continue what you're doing, right? But if it doesn't, if you're speculating, you probably have a better chance of going to Vegas, putting your money on black or red, let the ball go around the roulette wheel, 
and then hope it don't land on green. <laughs> but the truth is, you, you got a good chance right there. It's about a 50-50 chance. That's probably better odds of you knowing whether Doge is going to go up or it's going to go down, right? Now, here's the thing about stock market. I, I know you're thinking, oh, dude, he's all over the all over stock market and cryptocurrencies. Really but here's, here's the thing. Those are great vehicles to park some money in. Like, I do believe cryptocurrencies are going to be on the rise. I do believe that, you know, I, the question I got asked earlier today was, uh, what do you think about the move that Elon Musk made on buying a lot of uh, uh, of cryptos? I think he bought Bitcoins or whatever he bought, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, I think it's a smart move. And now having read his, uh, his uh, biography, I understand I have a different insight as to why he did that. And and I'll, I'll share with you here because why not, right? So... I don't know if most of you know, but he was one of the founders of PayPal. And when he and when he was working on that PayPal at the very inception, he wanted to do something that had never been done before. Yeah, you know, that's what mm-hmm. Elon does, do things that never been done before. Yep, yep. He wanted to have that online bank. And he talks about it. Well, well, the author talks about it after doing his interviews on how he wanted to do things so different that banks would not fund PayPal because of the concept and the ideas that he had. So my thought is, screw the banks is what he's doing. He's <laughs> buying a bunch of cryptocurrency because if for those of you who don't know, he was booted out of PayPal. Like when he got married, he went on his honeymoon. And while he was on his honeymoon, the board booted him out and placed somebody else as CEO. Now, don't feel bad for him because he got a huge payout and all that stuff, right? But that's unfinished business. And Elon Musk is not the type of person who starts something and doesn't finish it. He wants to see Mm -hmm. it to the end. He wants to see Mars colonized by humans. He wants to see electric vehicles and self-sustaining vehicles all over the the world. He wants to be able to take satellites and put them in space so that the globe gets free internet. I mean, he wants to do all these things and he's going to see it all the way through. So when you gave him the boot at PayPal and now he sees a crypto market, maybe he's thinking I'm going to finish up what I started over there and I'm going to do it better this way. That's why I think he bought a lot of cryptocurrency. And I, and, and that's my speculation. Yes, it is. A, I don't know. I haven't hit him <laughs> up on speed dial and talked to him. Right. That is my speculation based on his autobiography and, and learning about the guy's personality. Right. Doing a little bit of homework. If you're going to be in the crypto market, do some homework, do some research. I don't invest in things I do not know. Now, I did tell you I put 500 bucks on Dogecoin. That's because that is my speculation. I'm going to put some money in. And guess what? Now I'm probably going to pay a little more attention to that because there's a little bit of skin in the game. When I first mm-hmm. learned to play poker, I used to play online for free. And that is not a good teacher because when you play for free, the rules are different. Like people just do whatever. But turn around and put five bucks in and play for pennies. Even though they're just pennies, people mm-hmm. play like they're playing for hundreds of dollars. Like it gets crazy. When you put a little bit of skin in the game, it makes a difference. You pay attention differently. So, okay, you go out and you buy some cryptocurrency. Now it's your time to start doing some homework. Before you go and dump your life savings in something, before you go and take money that you do not have, like a, on a credit card or money that you think is going to go up, Don't do that. Do a little bit of homework first. Get familiar. Take the time to learn. I've spent the last 20 years learning different aspects of business, taxes, real estate, insurance, all these different things. So that when I look at something now, as the bubble is nearing the top, that I think it's going to peak and it's going to burst and it's going to go down. Right here in my noodle, I am so prepared for the next market shift. I am ready for it. 
I'm looking forward to it because there's so many opportunities that I wish I would have taken advantage of the first time. I just didn't know about. Not just that. We got a podcast and we've done 729 episodes with over 500 interviews with people who have been way more successful in businesses than I ever have. So all that information got dumped into my brain in the last three years from other professionals, plus all the connections we have. You better believe when this market busts, I'm going to use all those resources to take advantage of it. But are you in that position? Did you take that time? Are you educating yourself or are you just gambling? Mm. that's the fear right whether you're gambling on taking the vaccine or not or you're gambling on speculating cryptocurrencies it's a gamble until you educate yourself right i'm telling you right now when it comes to the whole mask thing when it comes to the whole vaccine thing for me that's very much speculative because my research is like tiktok research i haven't dug in super deep right i just haven't i know i haven't So I'm going with my gut on that one. But when it comes to the investments, oh, that's 20 years of research, baby. (laughs) That one, that's where it's it's at. That's where we're going to make a difference. Ah, As long as you're around to do it, get the vaccine. As long as I'm around to do it. There we go. Get the vaccine. (laughs) Get the vaccine. Unless my- So that you can be around to speculate on whatever it is that you want to speculate on. Get the vaccine. You're hopeful because I could easily say the other way, right? I hope you're around now that you got the vaccine. Oh, I'll be here. I'm going to live to be 102. It's fine. Vaccine or not, right? (laughs) Yeah. You got nothing to worry about with me. I'm telling you, dude. There's some weird TikToks. I saw a TikTok where they're like, look, this is where I got the vaccine. You tried to send me one last night. And then they they put put a magnet magnet (laughs) and it sticks because, you know, they're trying to say it's chipped, right? And I was like, oh, come on. You're not really going to believe that, right? That double-sided tape that could be like sticky glue that could be like anything bro like (laughs) but again speculation it is what it is you sent me one yesterday and i couldn't even understand what she was trying to say but we can talk about that later yeah and well here's the thing is i'll I'll send you some stuff i'm like oh that's pretty interesting i'll send it to you but it's in what you did right there that's what i worry that a lot of people do just and and it's just in reverse of what you see me do you're like don't agree with that i don't even i don't even know what you're saying not even worth my time that no, is, I like I listened to it five, six times, like trying to figure out what she was what trying, trying to say, to say? like what her point was. Oh, I don't get I gotta, it. Now I gotta replay it because I see so many. I'm like, eh, eh, like eh, I'm like, I don't eh. I don't understand what you're trying to say. There's so many people they're like not gonna test anymore or something, and like that's gonna skew the numbers. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's the one it was. Oh, and the, the reason why I sent that is because uh, is is to understand how data and statistics work when it comes to sampling, right? So exabaw, by the way, real quick, since we're we're like at the thirty minute marker, uh, when when you conduct a survey, there's an entire sam- there's an there's the entire population, and then there's a data sample. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens is uh, when you look at statistics, you're looking at, well, what was the size of the sample that was used? And so what they're arguing in that one is now when when were there when they first got started, everybody who even has the sniffles got a test and is is getting is, is part of the data sample of data that's being collected. Whereas now, if you get the sniffles, we don't really care. Right. Because everybody's vaccinated. So there's going to be less testing of what's going on. And so my whole point of sending you that was data samples matter. 
right? The amount of information that you're getting from who you're getting it from is going to skew one way or another. It's like political polls. That's why when you watch MSNBC, their polls are like, see, we're right. And when you watch Fox, they're like, see, their polls, they're like, see, we're right. The poll will give you the number, but it's also based on what data you're collecting from who you're collecting it and what size of the sample you're collecting. That's why I sent it to you. I get that. Her point still was not clear or not being made. I don't remember what her point was, but my point for that was. was That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what her point was either. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) All right, ladies and gents. Again, we're going to do our show tomorrow. It'll probably be a little bit earlier because we're going to go camping. It's the wife's birthday. I'm not going to tell you a number, but it's a big one. So we're going to be out uh, having a good time over the weekend. What a day. Love you, babe. <laughs> All right. Hey, dude, real quick. I was watching the, uh, it was like a compilation of, uh, of what's his face? What's his face? What's his name right, right here? Let me, let me, it's, uh, there he is right here. Oh, hell no. Steve Harvey. And it, yeah, it is a compilation of him. On, yeah, I know, I know. I just wanted to play the clip. Uh, and it's a compilation of him on Family Feud, and he's asking uh, husbands questions, and all of them are awkward questions, like, uh, like, what's one thing you don't like about your wife? And he's like, I'm warning you right now, take the X. Like, the, <laughs> the that but it's just a compilation of like wife questions asked to husbands, <laughs> and it's just funny. Nice. They'll answer, and he's like, I done. And and every time, like, instead of an X, the trains this transition, it says divorced, like it's stamped on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when I said it's a big it's a big birthday. So uh funny. One clip that we hardly ever use, but there it is. All right, happy birthday, babe. We'll see you guys again. Manana short show earlier on in the day. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network www.businessbros.biz.